0: Warning, this podcast will contain adult language and adult themes such as extremely obscure punctuation marks from the ancient Cornish language.
1: (laughs) This will be the most tame Internet Explorer (laughs) podcast you've ever done. It's just about medieval language. Oh, God.
0: Hello, welcome to another episode of BuzzFeed's Internet Explorer podcast. I'm Katie Natopoulos. Ryan is out this week, and instead, I have joining me, Charlie Warzel, a Senior Technology Writer for BuzzFeed.com. Hello, Charlie.
1: Long time listener, first time caller.
0: <laughs> um, Charlie isn't even calling in. He's he's here in the studio with me, drinking a giant Starbucks coffee that I believe I watched him order. It was a red eye, so that's like extra I, espresso.
1: We're talking about emoji, and I'm getting <laughs> amped. <laughs>
0: Jacked up right now. Speaking of getting jacked up, I wanted to talk about something that we talked about last week on the show that you weren't there for, but I think you are really going to enjoy this. Charlie, you're familiar with the world of stands, Sure. And you're familiar with the world of people who say really disgusting sexual stuff at male celebrities
1: absolutely I love like, for this sort
0: of like the fuck me daddy at the Pope but like <laughs> sometimes it's not even just as simple as fuck me daddy sometimes it's like these really elaborate metaphors of disgusting sexual acts that they wish to happen uh, <laughs> I have a
1: secondary account just for this
0: <laughs> so there was a really popular tweet that was going viral yesterday that I want to share with everyone. It was posted by someone who is at Zayn Hotline. So obviously like a Zayn super fan, One Direction super fan. And the tweet says, my sister just followed me and she saw what I tweeted and, I'm, and just, I'm crying. Um, and so what you see is, you know, inside someone's house, this person is filming their sister. Let's hear what the clip is because it's pretty good. You say
1: inappropriate stuff. Like what? Like... Harry Styles can rip your ass in half. That's not cute.
0: You're a child of God. (laughs) (laughs) So I will say that this person, Esther, it it appears that it's a young woman. Her bio on Twitter is, Harry Styles can rip my ass in half. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, I guess (laughs) this... It's transparent, you know. know, I like it. You know, back in my day, you know, when (laughs) kids had crushes on Jonathan Taylor Thomas or whatever, (laughs) I think they just wanted to hold his hand, you know. But now, now kids, they're just like hair cells rip my ass.
1: (laughs) 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 I mean, I actually I disagree with that. I think that I think there was a huge legion of people who wanted JTT to rip. To rip some ass in half. Um, That's
0: possible. And just
1: didn't feel comfortable. I think that I think that Twitter has allowed us uh, to truly express ourselves.
0: <laughs> I'm just imagining right now, apparently, like the Beatles, like, I want to hold your hand song, and like, all these girls screaming and dying, but the song is actually, oh. I want to rip your ass in <laughs> half. <laughs> Speaking of ass ripping, Charlie, we're going <laughs> to talk about two things. One, the world loves, and one, the world probably hasn't heard of and is going to love once we're done talking about it. The first is emojis. The second is something called the Unicode Consortium. And if you haven't heard about that, buckle up, because you're going to hear a a lot about that for the next 20 minutes or so. It's going to be great. Turn up the volume. (laughs) Charlie, you have been really uh, doggedly pursuing this shadowy organization, really uncovering it, exposing it to the light, to the masses. One of the most powerful and potentially sinister, I'm going to go ahead and say sinister, organizations out there, something called the Unicode Consortium.
1: This started probably last... December, and I somehow have become, as somebody said on Twitter, the preeminent emoji reporter <laughs> of our time, which I guess dreams do come true.
0: So the Unicode Consortium is a group that, most notably to us normal folks, controls what emojis get added to your phone.
1: Yes, exactly. That's like why they matter to anyone listening to this right yeah, now. To
0: 99% of humans. Yes. that they're, they're the emoji people. That's the only thing that matters. That's right? it. So describe a little bit like what the Unicode consortium is.
1: Sure. So essentially it is a uh like a 20 some year old organization, a highly technical organization that is dedicated to uh standardizing and encoding language digitally. So the easiest way to think about this is when you type an A on your keyboard mm-hmm. and it pops, you know, on Microsoft Word, if you copy and paste that, it will look the same on Google Chrome. It will look the same on a Mac as it does on a PC as it does on a phone as it does in the United States or, like, Fiji. Mm-hmm. Anywhere in the world, all this is is standardized because they have basically turned all those letters into code, into little, you know, symbols, essentially. Mm-hmm. And they do this. This organization has done this for, like, thousands of languages everything from like really obscure stuff like sanskrit style like glyphs and all different languages and it's sort of the basis for making sure that you know we can all understand each other but it's really weird because it was created by by a bunch of really like nerdy technical engineers and uh joined up by the companies that they work for so you have like google ibm apple Microsoft and then there's a lot of weird organizations too that are part of it like the government of Bangladesh (laughs) which is just like very peculiar but it's an international organization that's based in Silicon Valley where a lot of these tech companies are and there are, uh, like, full-time voting members, like the big Google, Apple, mm-hmm. all those are the big voting members, the full-time, which you have to pay, like, a, a reasonable sum of money uh, yearly to have, and then there's a bunch of associate members, right. and that's sort of, you know, you get a half of it.
0: And, like, technically, anyone can join. You just have to pay, right?
1: So, um, it's actually, it's really interesting, you can, you can you know, anyone can join uh, for 75 bucks, but... If you want to be able to uh, have a full voting membership, like you know the big dogs, it's it's like eighteen thousand dollars, which is a lot. I mean, it definitely makes it so that like you know randos can't go rogue and hijack the consortium. So
0: you could just sign up and have your own, uh, you know, try to get it out there to have your own face as an emoji. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I
1: my dream would be if BuzzFeed gave me enough money to become a full voting member, not as BuzzFeed, but as myself, and <laughs> that I could petition to become my own emoji that every single person would have access to to use.
0: So speaking of new emojis, just last week, 72 new emojis were added. Yes. And so this is always like a big deal when they add new emojis. They don't do this very often.
1: Yeah. I think they've been, I think it kind of happens now roughly once a year so Mm -hmm. it it comes out as part of like the whole big release like there's a ton of like kind of like cryptic stuff in different languages and different symbols Mm -hmm. that you know no one will pay attention to Yeah, but this is like you know this is the
0: headliner yeah
1: the 72 new emojis is our our headliner
0: so let's talk about some of these new emojis let's do it we've got a couple important ones that I think I'll use all the time shark oh yeah shallow pan of food. Yeah,
1: shallow <laughs> pan.
0: We also have Mrs. Claus. Before we just had Santa Claus. But, you know, Santa needs his wife. It's
1: gender equality. You're seeing it happen.
0: Uh-huh. Uh we have squid, <laughs> dancing man. Yeah. Cuz we used to just have dancing woman. Right.
1: And it looks like a John Travolta Saturday Night Fever bell-bottomed person. Yeah.
0: So. We have water polo. So some of these seem like they're actually they're sort of topical time to the Summer Olympics, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it, the, the process is really long, like, drawn out. Like, yeah. if you want to, like, if you wanted to plan for this, like, you would need to sort of have, a, like, a lot of foresight because things can get stalled in the committee and then they can be, you know, they can take a year, they can get, like, mm-hmm. sort of, like,
0: accepted, but not... It's not like getting putting... a bill through Congress, it's, basically. It's
1: totally is. But in
0: order to get a duck emoji.
1: Yeah, or or <laughs> as I see, like... Paella <laughs> <laughs> or like mushroom salad. Like, I what, what always amazes me about this is like you have like really consequential ones. Like, you could see like Mrs. Claus is like, oh, gender representation or something, mm-hmm. you know, or or this idea that, uh you know, a couple of years ago they like, you know, made it so that you could change the, you know, the skin tone of an emoji. Mm-hmm. And it's like racial diversity and, and you, like that feels like something that's important. And then you have like shallow pan of food. And it's like, how did like
0: when did they decide that? Like how did they do that? It makes no sense. Um Yeah, I mean so one of the ones that does feel fairly consequential is avocado. Avocado. I think that that's a real that's a real fan favorite, I think.
1: They're now flooded, essentially, yeah. with requests from people. And so what there's what's happened now is that there's actually and this is how I kind of got into looking at all this, is there's like a really formalized proposal system that exists for emoji now so i i ended up following this this woman she used to be a writer for the new york times she's an entrepreneur uh jenny lee and she uh and her friend who is a designer were like texting one day and uh They were wondering why there wasn't a dumpling emoji, Mm -hmm. and dumplings are something that's really important to them, and like their even like their heritage. And they started like, you know, one of them is is someone who like understands organizations like this. The other is someone who could actually draw one. Mm -hmm. And they were like, why don't we just like propose it? So they found that there's this crazy proposal system where you basically have to go through, and it's like you have to write like a five page paper, (laughs) and it's like historical usage of the dumpling, and so like. I've read this, and it's it's all public for people to see. There's, like, a long history of, like, in ancient times. Like, the <laughs> dumpling was, like, the easiest way to serve food and keep it from getting spoiled by protecting it in this, like, noodle wow. shell. And, like, really detailed, like, talking about how it matters in all these cultures. And, like, the dumpling and the pierogi are the same thing. And, like, tracing the dumpling across the world... And it's just—it's crazy. They—they they like put it through <laughs> and did such a good job with it that uh, it's sort of like in the pipeline now. And I think it's expected to come through next year. But you can do it. It's just wild.
0: All right. Uh, we'll be right back. So the Unicode Consortium—they don't just do emojis. They're—I mean, their their main goal are these other things about making language universal. And a lot of this has to do with like really arcane, weird languages and punctuation that, you know, are not as popular to us as, you know, smiley face emoji. There's been some tension, right, in the Unicode Consortium. Tell us about what is happening here with the way that the sort of traditional members of the Unicode Consortium feel about all the focus being put on the emojis.
1: This is an organization that is, like, highly academic, both, like, half academic, half uh, technical, like, extremely technical. If you go to their website, which is just unicode.org, everyone should do it. It looks like it was made in 1992, and it's just, like, so cryptic, like, so not user-friendly in any way. Everything you would ever want to know is there, but it's, like, impossible to find because these people are, like, really nerdy engineers and people who are, like, language historians. So after writing a couple of things about Unicode, I got a hot tip from (laughs) from an emoji source. Real uh, deep throat in the
0: Unicode consortium. This is
1: my Snowden. This is my Snowden (laughs) shit. So this tip was... uh, an email chain from the uh, from the consortium. The main email was from a twenty uh, year member of the consortium who is a deep like language. I, I think like has like, multiple PhDs in ancient languages, and it was about uh, medieval punctuation uh-huh. and about how uh, these things like these medieval punctuation marks are are very like. Bizarre and obscure, there's like middle comma which looks exactly like a comma um and then there are things like the vertical five dots, which are <laughs> five dots wait for it vertically <laughs> he this guy had submitted these uh to be encoded for like I think like seven years ago and like nothing like they kind of like stalled on it and hemmed and hawed and put it in the back of the line mm-hmm. and then like people like dumpling and you know burrito emojis were like not only not only did they get passed really uh-huh. like quickly or, or get considered and, and talked up but like like the press started picking up on it and like people are doing interviews
0: mm-hmm. and so this guy he snapped right lost it <laughs> <laughs> he lost it medieval language professor just fucking losing yeah. his mind. So he
1: lost it and was just like sending like all caps emails just <laughs> extremely extremely mad that I think the like how he put it was that unicode had lost the plot and that emoji was taking up way too much time and mm-hmm. energy and this dude is trying to get like his cornish documents translated. So
0: just just to be clear according yeah. to uh, a quick Google search Cornish is a Celtic language closely related to Breton and Welsh spoken mainly in Cornwall and also by a few people in Australia and the USA. There are currently about 300 fluent speakers. Of, there you of go. It left.
1: And so this guy, you know, he's he's sending these 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 emails saying like like I need to do my work. I'm translating these documents and and this goes back to what Unicode does, like if there's no punctus elevatus mark, which is, like, mm-hmm. I guess an exclamation point, sort of. If it's not encoded, there's no way for him to get that digitally anywhere. Yeah. And so he was like, I can't do my scholarly work. And mm-hmm. I've been trying to do it for seven years. There and
0: are 300 people out there who speak Cornish who, who need to be able to communicate. Exactly.
1: Um, and so he was, he was really mad. And he started, he, like, sent a clip of, uh, so... Unicode was mentioned on, uh, on Colbert's late night show.
0: Let's hear a little bit of that clip.
1: Because I'm feeling very happy face, party popper, party popper, dolphin. <laughs> One reason I'm feeling so very dolphin tonight is that there's some big news out of the Unicode Consortium. Yeah, that Unicode Consortium. <laughs> which I don't have to tell you people is the nonprofit responsible for approving all new emojis.
0: And you know any new emojis are going to be good. These are the same guys who came up with five different kinds of boats.
1: so after the Colbert mention, uh, it got a lot of popularity and so this guy from the Unicode Consortium, the Cornish scholar, he sent out this email and was just you know very, very angry about all this. I think the thing that he said was like like the young kids sexed with the eggplants, and like, like we're wasting it on <gasps> on the kids sexting with the eggplants and, and like. So I called the guy, I called him up and was sort of like, this is, this is amazing. He's, you know, you could sense his actual frustration and, and he sort of like brought together this, like this idea that Unicode is so important if your language is obscure. And he was mentioning like lots of like Asian kind of like tribal languages and the idea that like you know, as these places sort of as these obscure languages and these people sort of come into more of like the digital world, like they might not have a way to like represent themselves. So he was like, right. what if that person, you know, this person in this language ends up getting access to something and they can't ever like type their own name? Like, and so he sees that as sort of like, like universal language is, like, a fundamental right.
0: And I imagine that also that kind of work is incredibly important for preserving languages that are maybe dying or, you know, sort of endangered languages.
1: I think so. Uh, It's kind of one of those really tiny things. It's, like, a huge, huge deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the fact that, like, we are able to universally communicate over a computer digitally is... Excruciatingly important, and like it makes sense that there is someone has to be running the ship on that a little bit. So recently, there was sort of a big kerfluffle about one particular proposed emoji that was supposed to go live, but didn't end up on that list of seventy-two new ones.
1: Yes, this is this is the rifle drama. I got, again, another sweet tip that the rifle emoji, so this was part of, like, a, a lot of the new emoji are Olympic space, and mm-hmm. this was sort of one of them, uh, that the rifle emoji and modern pentathlon, mm-hmm. which if you know anything about the pentathlon, there's a shooting element to it.
0: For those who don't know, the pentathlon is five events, which I think are running, swimming, fencing, horseback riding, and rifle shoot, like marksmanship. And the idea this was added to the Olympics around World War One. And the idea was that these are the five elements that would make up the perfect World War One soldier. Oh my God. So the rifle is part of the Olymp the Summer Olympics, it's part of the pentathlon. There's yes. you know a shooting element. And so they added all these other things that were Summer Olympic. They have like handball, they have water yeah. polo. But rifle for the pentathlon did not make it in.
1: Yes. So I got a tip and someone was like, the rifle is gone now from, like, the next round of, like, you know, before this this whole thing came out uh, mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. And that Apple was the company that in the sort of, you know, semi-heated discussions of, like, the final voting, like, stood up and was like, we will not – encode this on our, onto our platform. Wow. And so basically... Isn't
0: that sort of breaking the whole rules of the Unicode consortium? I, to say, like, we refuse to acknowledge this on our massive computing platform?
1: Well, so the thing is that it, like, it didn't even end up coming to a vote because, mm-hmm. like, so technically what could have happened is they could have been like, we are not going to do it. And then, you know, the whole group could have voted and, and like, everyone else could have been like, yeah, totally. But I think a lot of it is sort of like we don't need another gun.
0: Right. There's a handgun already. Yeah. And and a pistol.
1: Really what it seems to be was that like Apple came out and was like, hey, like, we're not gonna do this because like I think we're gonna get a lot of probably like a lot of flack. Like
0: Apple is sort of has is notoriously a little uptight about certain stuff like that. Like there's a lot of restrictions about their app store. They're very strict on like, you know, no nudity or pornography they've they've always been really strict about that kind of stuff
1: and 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 so so they went through and and then like then i think the next according to someone who's in the room like the next group to speak up was microsoft and microsoft was like you know what yeah if apple thinks that this is like a, a bad idea like we also agree and then everyone in the room was like yeah sure why not like let's get rid of it and let's get rid of i guess modern pentathlon
0: it's like twelve angry men, but about an emoji. Yeah,
1: yeah. The twelve <laughs> angry tech companies. <laughs> this is not like life or death. This is not like, you know, like filibustering in the Senate for gun control. But all of the drama that exists inside of the consortium it comes down to like one fundamental point, I think, or I feel, is which is is emoji does emoji like meet the standards of like a true language.
0: So, Unicode Consortium, a shadowy organization that we all know a little bit more about now, thanks to your reporting, um, but still possibly controlled by the Illuminati.
1: Yeah, you Can can't rule it out.
0: confirm or deny that there are reptilian overlords controlling the <laughs> I, <laughs> the emojis?
1: I don't feel comfortable putting my career on the line <laughs> for that, but I think that we should all, you know, stay woke.
0: So we're gonna play a game that is inspired by a popular Twitter account. The Twitter account is called Your Emoji Story. <laughs> um, and there's a, there's a couple of these similar versions, but uh, this is a particularly good one. Yes, um, it's
1: delightfully British.
0: It's delightfully British, and it you know it tells you like to pick you know from your most recently used emojis. So in this case. Your first most used emoji, according to emo- your emoji story, your first most used emoji represents your love life. Charlie, <laughs> what do you have? What's your most recently used, most frequently used one? It's a, uh, it's a basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Slam dunk. <laughs>
1: fucking slam dunk on my love life
0: I've seen a photograph on the internet that I can show you later that I think uh, may illuminate what you are uh, looking for hold on let me just let me just pull this up what?
1: this is terrifying
0: Um, you're in luck I cannot find the picture um, but I can tell you what it is which is a photoshopped drawing of a woman where it appears that a full size uh, basketball is emerging from her vagina <laughs> <laughs>
1: You and nailed it.
0: I, I would say it's definitely a Photoshop.
1: All right, all right, all right. Now that I've been humiliated on radio, uh, <laughs> audio-wise, I want. What's yours? Because uh, I don't, I don't believe you. Like you've got blood on your hands as well.
0: Uh, so mine is uh, the picture of a little baby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, I guess. So our producer Julia went out into the real world on the streets of New York City and asked people to play this game as well.
1: This is a great way to get slapped. Okay, so tell me what is in the top left corner of your recently used. Just a standard issue smiley face, followed by a tongue out. Do you feel like that's an accurate representation of your love life? Not at all. (laughs) Uh,
0: Eyes, the heart eyes. The okay hand symbol. The crying emoji. I'm in a pretty happy relationship right now, but this, this is not a happy face. Because my face is usually, your smile is upside down when it comes to romance. I have my family, I have my friends, you know? It's not like there's like, if you have like sexual desires, it's not like you can't be fulfilled outside of a relationship. Yeah, so I, I don't know, I think it's kind of cool and feminist and I'm okay with that. I used to feel like a slut for that, but I think I'm feeling quite good about it now. Mind is an unsure emoji. The last day, and I will know, the last day before this one, we're having sex in the bushes, like down on the Lower East Side, then we're having sex in the car, and like my legs are hanging out jiggling like I'm a jingle bell, and then we have sex in Central Park, he jumps on my shoulder, hops over the brick wall, and we start doing it on the thing, and then we almost get locked up because the police came by. I think that's why the suffering face of sweat is right there. Charlie Warthal, thank you so much for coming on and talking about emojis and the Unicode Consortium and life and getting your ass ripped in half by Harry Styles.
1: Thank you for tolerating my medieval punctuation.
0: <laughs> um, I look forward to more of your groundbreaking journalistic work on the world of emojis.
1: I'll come in after I win my Pulitzer. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, Thanks to Brian for existing, although he's not here with us today. Thanks to our producer, Julia Furlon. Uh, if she was one of the new emojis, she would be the spoon. Thanks to Eleanor Kagan. If she was one of the new emojis, she'd be the raised back of hand. Whoa. Not sure what you're going to use that one for,
1: but yeah. you know what? It, but it, not... it, It's intimidating and yeah. friendly all at the same time. Yeah.
0: And uh, thanks to Meg Kramer. If she was. One of the new 72 emojis, she would be the fencer. Fencer. Yeah. Powerful. Strong. Yeah. And of course, uh, Paul Rest at Argo Studios for engineering. If he was one of the new emojis, he would be the kiwi fruit because he loves healthy foods.
1: I mean, you can you can call me whatever.
0: I don't really care. <laughs> Charpy Warzy, senior technology writer, <laughs> senior tech guy, um, gadget guy, gadget guru, Our gadget Probably guy, Chucky Warzel. Oh my god.